episode 33 of Matt Hoss Talks to People He Likes, and I'm your host, Matt Hoss, and today I'll be interviewing someone that I like. As you might have noticed that this uh, episode is out in September, and uh, I am going back to doing monthly episodes for the rest of the year now, so we only have a couple more left, uh, uh, and we did bi-monthly before the Fringe, but I thought, let's go back into monthly, because um, I have a lot on my plate at the moment, and which I'll tell you more about at the end of this podcast, because some of you might be here listening for the first time. I don't want to bog you down in my details. Um, I save for after after the podcast. Uh, but today's podcast, we, we um, have a really uh, lovely guest, and uh, that guest is Mr. Tom Toll. He is a, a wonderful, uh, very engaging comedian, uh, but beyond that, he is a Disney savant. He's also the host of, um, and after all this time, always podcast i always have to try and get that right in my head because i'm not the biggest harry potter fan in the world but i have to get that right we talk about all manner of things it's a really it's a bit of a full podcast there's a lot going on uh we talk about veganism for a bit we talk about disney uh we talk about films uh and we also talk about the end of the fringe because tom and i uh were in the same venue uh at not in the same same venue but we're in the same building and uh we often uh cross paths quite a lot during the fringe and uh a um a friendship was uh, strengthened over that time. We knew each other beforehand, but it was very nice to see Tom every day. And we talk about that as well. We also talk about what routines he saw me do. Uh, and beyond that, uh, we just have a nice catch-up. Um, this was uh, recorded about uh, it, uh, the start of September, and uh, there was a, a music festival uh, happening in Darlington later that night, uh, which both of us performed at. So, strap in. Um Get your ear seatbelts ready, and let's drive this car into your uh, entertainment gland. <laughs> All right, um, hopefully you'll enjoy uh, this this um, brand new episode with Mr. Tom Toll. Hit it. Hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. Comfortably on a bus or a train, because we're gonna go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. I always feel like I have to do this grand intro, but like I feel like uh, it's um, hasn't quite fit the vibe. So uh, maybe I should go for a really big intro, and then we'll bring the levels down. Right. What's how grand? Uh, thinking fireworks, or the audio version of fireworks. The audio version of fireworks. So would you have to be standing for that? Y- yeah. Let's... Or or at least give yeah, let's stand. Yeah. Let's, yeah, stand. let's give okay. ourselves a standing ovation. Okay. Why not? <clears throat> Please welcome to the podcast. It's your favorite host. It's Matt Horse. Yeah. Woo! 
Uh, and with me today, he's a uh, he's a delightful man, and I love him lots. It's Mr. Tom Toll, everyone. Yes. Yeah. That was MC Matt. Hoss, that was right? yeah. That was audio fireworks. Yeah, audio fireworks. Um, how are you doing today, man? I'm very good. Yeah, I'm very good. Uh, sitting here in your lovely abode. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. The sun is shining. Yeah, it's. Um, can you describe like where I live to the listeners? Right. Okay. So Matt Hoss lives on a farm. Oh, I thought you were going to give me an address out. He lives on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Come, come. To, everyone's welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of them American teen movies where they just give out the address and they're like, yeah. oh, "I'm going to have a small gathering." And everyone turns up with the speakers. I was specifically thinking about 10 things I hate about you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, like Project X, and uh, where like, like people, like, it's a uh, Facebook party, and everyone comes and. Uh, yes. Uh, I feel that if that was me, and I was like, oh no, I put my address on the internet, I feel that not that many people would turn up. People would be like, nah, I'm just. Like, I, feel um, like, I feel like the, the self-deprecator in me is very much like, no one's going to turn up for you, man. It is a long way to come. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's anything personal. It's uh, You do yeah. live in, in, in a farm. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I reckon people from the local area, scallies from the local area yeah. will probably come and... Uh, and uh, well, camping your in your back garden that's actually a field. Yeah, because it's, it's quite a significant farm as well. And uh, uh, and we were talking about starting a music festival here. I think we. I would uh, love. Yeah. I would love you to start a music festival here and have a comedy tent. Yes, and headliner Tom Toll. Maybe I would. Uh, well, I would certainly be on. Uh, be willing to be on the bill. Headlining is a is a is. I'll try my best. Um, but yeah. also, but you're vegan as well, so you'd yeah. only serve. Yeah, well, that's a th- vegan like, product. Yeah, that's a good question because I think I would. I think you would know you how cater to the meat eaters? I think the. I think probably not. To be honest, I think I'm quite. I think I'll do a Morrissey, uh, not be racist, but like be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'd only allow certain people into the festival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I say only scallies allowed. Please. Yes, uh, uh, but yeah, because that's an interesting one. I said. Because as a vegan, we don't have we have quite a few uh, subtly role models, but Morrissey has been he's a hardcore one, mm. and so he's kind of problematic when he says quite racist things. He's like, "Ooh, you're not you're not kind of hurting the brand here." Yeah, like, because you've only can't like the vegetarians got Hitler. Yeah, they? exactly. And that, yeah. He really upsets the brand. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh man. I, I once said that uh, I was saying in the car. Um, my my family are beef farmers, and so when I came out to them as a, a, a vegan and vegetarian, they uh, <laughs> came uh, out. Yeah, to them. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a whole um, show about it called Vegetarian Man, and also how to be a man in the twenty first century. Yeah, uh, but also, yeah, like uh, I did a joke about. Uh, essentially, the, the premise of the joke was saying, "Oh, uh, give me a cheer if you're, um, uh, give me a cheer if you're a uh, vegan, give me a cheer if you're a vegetarian." Uh, the other people didn't cheer technically because uh, Hitler was a vegetarian. You're worse than Hitler. Like that's nice. kind of the premise of the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did it once, and uh, I had a booker from a vegan festival come to see me, and she's like, um, "If you do our show, you can't say that joke." And, like, they kind of like faced out there. They didn't want the link to Hitler and stuff like that. And, uh, right. So it was a bit of a weird one, I'd say. I mean, you're not actually saying they're worse. Like that, no, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. when you just go. I mean. Clearly, I'm not standing here yeah. saying you're worse than Hitler. I'm, I'm joking. Yeah. The joke is... The, yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> I, well, I don't think people understand jokes these days. And I... I, I especially... I, I'm kind of in that post-fringe mindset. I'm kind of like in despair at everyone at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, like, yes. I, we know how people... The thing that annoys me really at the moment... and. 
And I'm not really much of an opinionated person, but I'm trying to grow that kind of more of a backbone to kind of speak about things I do care about. Mm-hmm. But the thing that annoys me most at the moment when people, like, put, someone puts a joke on Twitter and goes, well, I don't find that very funny. Was yeah. Like, and they, put, they do the thing that annoys me. They put in quotes uh, either jokes or comedians. Like, look at this, comedians. Like, he obviously is a comedian. Uh, they are a comedian. It's there. so odd. Yeah, it's so odd because comedy is so subjective. So what you're saying is your sense of humour is so heightened than everyone else's that your say-so on this mm. joke is the authority. For sure. You know, I, t- I, j- I just never understand why someone would get in touch with anyone to say something negative. negative yeah, you know, right. like, it's such a weird thing to just get in touch with someone and say, oh, um, I didn't enjoy you on that programme, or I didn't enjoy that tweet. That's yeah, such a yeah. weird... Fair enough if they said something contentious, yeah. and you can go, oh, that's... But when it's a joke, yeah, I just think, <laughs> just appreciate it as a joke. But then we say that, but then... Um, there's a lot of thing in the news this week about um, uh, the Conservative Party's yes, yeah, yeah. use of Jeremy Corbyn as a chicken. Yes, yeah. And people were getting rolled up like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that stuff like that because you're, um, you're, uh, you know, uh, yeah. you're the government. And I'm like, it's not that they're the government. It's th- it's just not a funny joke. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. was funny, I think you know what? Fair play. It's just not funny. It's really not funny. And it's I, just like, oh, come yeah, on. like. Not come on, guys! You're better than this because they probably are. <laughs> but you just think, yeah, like, it's not like you're. It's clearly a, a diversion tactic. For sure, yeah, it's, it's an absolute it's, diversion yeah, tactic. And everyone can see, it and you're still plugging along with it. Yeah. And what what I kind of see this is that's the flip side of it, which you kind of naturally went on to it. Like uh, I I feel that people in power they use the term oh it's just a joke too much, especially with like really like kind of groom things like uh, like allegations and yeah. uh, and they go well I said that as a joke yeah. like, well I, I think from now on no no politician should be allowed to make jokes you know like I think like yeah it's just I yeah it's that, it's that thing of me saying yeah politician can tell a joke it's funny but rarely do a politician tell a joke yeah. it's funny so it's might as well yeah, yeah I, 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 like, the whole situation but like they can't get away with just like, like by like discrediting what they said but it's like oh it's just a joke it's like well it wasn't a joke to some people you know and that uh, well, uh, politicians came out against Joe Brand when she said a joke, mm. but she said it on a comedy programme. Yeah, right. You know, she's not in the Houses of Parliament or she's not, like, taking part in a debate where, yeah. you know, jokes are probably best left aside, and, you know. But also, like, what uh, again, this is the kind of thing that really is... Uh, we'll get into a happier subject. Yes, of like, course, uh, yeah. But what we're really kind of... Str- I struggle with is like uh, how people hold uh, like for example Joe Brown is such a great example because they hold what she says in such high contention you know and debate about it and is this okay it's not okay what yeah. is inciting violence but then people as politicians or uh, uh, serious like, like uh, serious leaders they they, they can um, say worse things like yeah. genuinely worse things and get away with it and yeah. it's just and yeah, I uh, I'll be honest. I watched a Michael Moore documentary last night, so this right, is all yeah, to the top out of here. Like I it. watched a I watched a, a documentary called uh, not documentary. I watched a, a teen film called Before <laughs> I Fall. I think it's a ten things I hate about you. <laughs> uh, I normally watch that about once a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Before I Fall, when it was on Netflix, and it was like it was a good film, but it didn't have a very satisfying ending at all. And yeah, it was about a girl who um, she dies. And then she relives the day she dies over and over again. So it's oh, a bit it's... of a groundhoggy um, yeah. day thing. Um, like Russian Doll, but it's kind of different. I've never seen Russian You've Doll. You've never seen Russian Doll? Is, is Russian Doll set on the same day? Uh, yeah, so it's um, basically... Oh. It's per- well, not quite. Uh, it starts off at the same point and she lives different lives, but also she dies and she gets back to that same point and resets it. But oh. she has all the 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was about an assassin. No, no, no. It's re- no, it's not. But oh, I'm, I'm, I'll try and check that out. Yeah, actually. it's really good. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing the hundred films challenge this year. Oh, what's that? Uh, you try and watch a hundred new films. First, I said it as an interview. I was like, oh, that's interesting. As I realised, you're a dumb fuck now. Like, no, 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 not necessarily. You, um, you uh, watch a hundred new movies in oh, the, cool. the across place of the year. And so I'm up to seventy. And are you doing a, a what? How are you getting that information for the new films? Is what are you throwing up people's recommendations or stuff on the IMDb? Uh, stuff, like in new stuff or? Well, some I I host a podcast called um, After All This Time Always, and one of the segments we have it is is called Bad Movie Recommendations. Oh, lovely! Yeah. So a lot of the time, I've, a lot of the films have come from that. I've got about ten films probably from that, which is shockingly bad um, okay so you're watching bad films as well uh, I watch bad films I watch very good films um, I've, I've got the list I'll, 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 I've got 70 so some of them are, are new releases at the cinema some are just classics that I've just never got round to watching because mm-hmm. um, I've got a, a small child there was a period about two years ago which I didn't go to the cinema so yeah. this whole glut of uh, big films it. from that year that I just haven't got to see so um, I'd say the films I've really enjoyed this year um, I did not enjoy it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, have you I seen, seen it? I haven't seen it oh, yet. Man, I mean, I, you know, I don't, it's I don't... been such a mixed review because I think some film buffs have really loved it and some film buffs have hated it as well. So. Uh, I've had back and forths with. I, yeah. I met my friend Bobby for a coffee yesterday, and um, Bobby is a brilliant, like, has a great knowledge of films. Um, he writes a film blog, and we sat and chatted. And I said to him, like, I'm not trying to change your opinion, but these are the Facts that I didn't, what I didn't enjoy about uh, that. So, like one thing, and one of the things, obviously, I see a lot of kids film because now my daughter's five. Oh, so, um, yeah. So, so there's been some good kids film this year. And yeah, uh, so what was um okay? Tell me about a classic that you haven't seen but you really loved and that stood the test of time. Um, so one classic that I was, <laughs> was going to say. Uh, oh wow, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Never uh, seen Caddyshack before. Oh, that's with uh, and, Bill Murray, right? Yes, and really enjoyed that. And it's a gopher on the court, a uh, golf course, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of like a sketch show smashed together, which I kind of, a lot of the 80s movies you find yeah, are that. Like, yeah. if you watch a National Lampoon, easily some of the scenes could be... Set pieces. Set pieces, yeah, for a comedian to kind of go, well, do this bit. One of the things... Um, uh, me and my wife did, we did a double bill. One night we watched... Um, there were Disney... Um, uh, misses basically. One was a quite. Uh, one was a Wrinkle in Time. The other was Tomorrowland. Now both of them yeah, were. Heard of either. So Wrinkle in Time is stars um, Oprah Winfrey's in it. Oh, cool. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, and it's about um, a girl whose father has been sort of lost, um, played by Chris Pine, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's just really it's like it, it's sort of um, about being an outsider kind of thing, and it's then it, she's visited by she visits these three. Kind of witches, um, Mindy. Uh, oh yeah, from, from the Mindy Project. Yeah, 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 Mindy's yeah. in it. I can't remember her surname. Mindy, uh, Reese Witherspoon, and Oprah Winfrey are the, the three sort of um, uh, witches. That she, I don't know if they're called witches, but they're, they're these powerful women that she yeah. visits, and she goes to this other realm. And then Tomorrowland stars George Clooney, and it's about. Um, do you know the Tomorrowland ride at Disney? No, it's, it's it's sort of based on that. And both of them were absolute um, box office uh, disasters oh, for Disney, really? but they were great. Um, uh, but I, I kind of like that those films were like ten, like 
Stats-wise, I'm not very good, but in mm. terms of like uh, the qualities, it, like, it was I, I'll, I'll, I think what I, what I don't like is like when things are overhyped, uh, and that's when I don't enjoy it as much. Like for example, I I really love Breaking Bad when I got into it because I got into it when not many people were into it, but then uh, but with that hype grows up, people got into it it's like, well, this yes. is good. It's like well, yeah. people build it up, and Game of Thrones is a classic example of that as well. Like, yeah, um, I think I had that for. Um, uh, what was it? The f- Once upon a time in Hollywood, I think, because I'd heard such good reviews. Yeah. Midsummer, I heard Midsummer was great and didn't enjoy that. Midsummer. Oh, I, I, uh, I, to be honest, I was meant to see it the other day, but I was just too tired. It was at, it, it was at like quarter to ten. Or it was, it was fine. But like go, going to the cinema with my kid, so I've seen like Detective Pikachu, Aladdin. We went and watched um, Captain Marvel together. Oh, are you uh, a big Marvel fan? I'm a massive Marvel fan. Oh, same, yeah, yeah. same, same. Um, only movies, really. I'm not like a comic book guy, but I'm but that's, big that's fan fair of movies. Because I think uh, there's so much... I find with the comic books, because I'm trying to get into them, and I have read quite a few, but I find it difficult to... There's so many. Yeah, yeah, where to start, and which, <laughs> yeah. uh, which writer to start with, and uh, how far back do you go, and... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's certain uh, books which I, I really like the writers for, so you just kind of stick with them, mm. uh, and, uh, and it's, yeah, you just have to accept you can't read them all. Really. Of course, yeah, and I'm... But, with the Marvel, I just feel that they've been getting so even better. Yeah, so like, strong as well. Spider-Man was great this year. I mean, it's a damn shame that's not going to be a Marvel anymore, so you don't really have a resolution to uh, yeah, I, Far From Home. It's, yeah, uh, I, it's quite... It's, it, was, it was in a strong place as well, and uh, mm. yeah, it's a shame, really, because it's such a... Um, yeah, I, I love Marvel so much, and I think what they're doing, especially with Infinity War and Endgame, they took such massive risks, but it paid yeah. off so wonderfully as well. And... Uh, yeah, um, but uh, so you mentioned your podcast uh, after this, after all. Sorry, stuff, so. I took a massive swig of coffee there. <laughs> so, I thought Matt's gonna have to fill for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I here. saw that because I was like, I'm, I'm not ready to swallow. But there's a lot in the mouth, and this was the. I think this was the first time I've ever had soy milk. Uh, and I know, you know what? It was it was very nice. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I, I I think I might have some form of dairy intolerance that I've developed over the last few years. And sometimes once I've had some dairy, I'm a bit like, ooh. Yeah. But I, I feel absolutely fine after that tea. Oh, so that could be... Yeah. Well, I... Yeah. Well, the start of me being a soy boy. Yeah. So <laughs> we can be soy boys together. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, often, I've often thought about the vegan... Um, I would love to be a vegan. Yeah. But I just... What's... Yeah. What's, so what's the thing that holding you back? I just... I'd love meat. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's, I think that's the number one thing. I yeah. Think. I love meat. But also, I just think it would be... Especially because I'm on the road so much. Yeah doing comedy I just think the options won't be there well you're right I think in terms of I think that was a good argument especially because when I was on the road about two two or three uh, like, even like two uh, until the start of this year in 2019 it, it, the convenience really wasn't there no but it's growing a lot more oh of course yeah yeah like, like, um, breaks off the draws and then most yes uh, which I've really enjoyed I've had yeah. one yeah uh, and then like most uh, supermarket chains there's Usually a couple of sandwiches and stuff. There is, yeah. So it's a lot, getting easier, and I think it will grow to be easier as well. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and I just think that... um, I think it would just be healthier as well. Yeah, and I I think you feel healthier as well. Mm. um, The day I turned vegetarian, I just felt way happier, and like I felt like... How many years you've done it? uh, I turned vegetarian... It was in my second year at uni, so when I was twenty, so that was five years ago, and I was vegan three and a half years ago. So right, and but so, uh, could I, you I, have been vegan at uni? 
Uh, I well, I would it would it cost too much? No, honestly, not that much. And no? to be honest, I was actually um, when I first, even back then when yeah. it first appeared on the scene, it seemed very specialist. So yeah, well, I think that's a common myth as well because I think people say it is expensive, and I think if you go to the right places, it's very expensive. Like, yes, yeah. but like, but I suppose it's the same with food, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, right. uh, so, uh, you do your weekly shop at Waitrose, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. And if you go to uh, if you get the mock meat, for sure. Yeah, but then again, most meats are going to be this mm. similar prices as well. Um, but what I find though, like it's a uh, when I first turned vegan, it was because um, part it was partly due because I was doing my masters at the time, and I to cut a long story short, I got funding for it because I couldn't afford to do it otherwise. But the funding on funding to be a vegan, yeah, for a North Yorkshire vegan project. We're going door to door, trying to turn people vegan. Actually, that's funny enough. There's actually a society for students called the Vegetarian Society, and they'll pay you five hundred pounds if you're doing if you're a student uh, as a vegetarian. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to fill out a lot of forms. I never did it, but like because uh, but you know, we got three five hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh, you should have done that. Yeah, I know. Like, you can spend it on burgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I, so I was um, funding for my masters uh, uh, to be a vegan, but like, uh, yes. but, uh, but the funding only it wasn't there for the first term. The first, right. uh, it went entirely on the tuition, so I didn't get, I didn't see any. Uh, I only got it in the second term. So the first right. that whole. It sounds like universal credit. What yeah, do. yeah. It was. They like, eke it out, and you, you know, by that point, you're so far in debt. Yeah, it was. So really... my dad's just started volunteering at Citizens Advice Bureau, so oh. I know a lot of those little that's weird not... tricks they've done. That's really yeah. really sad. Mm. Sorry, let's. No. We want to be stop being sad, don't no, we? No, I feel like I feel like that. Oh, all the, I feel very like um, a lot of vitriol of injustice in my chest at the moment. I'm like, oh, I, know. Uh, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of like, political punk as well, but that's by the by. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm a very cool guy, that's what I'm trying to get yes, across. Yes, you're, f- you're funding. Yeah, I was funding, and uh, so basically for that first uh, about three months, I guess, three months of uh, uni, I, I, I was living like, re- I couldn't. Uh, barely could afford anything but I um, so I was transitioned to veganism then um, so I did I think six days of the week I was a uh, uh, vegan and one day of the week I had um, like a vegetarian but like so it's a transition period like, yes. I didn't want to go straight to go into de- plant milks and wanted that transition phase uh, and I to be honest uh, I was living off rice and like kidney beans and stuff like that so I lost a lot of weight a lot of fat uh, right? mm. and it's because I was eating a lot less and uh, yeah you can you can easily do it on the budget and there's loads of great cookbooks to do on budgets and yes. cookbooks and if you go to Aldi and just get veg yeah absolutely fine yeah. Yeah. but it depends on what you want to eat as well so I, I think it's a lot easier to do it and if you want to yeah, you can have the more expensive stuff. So even like a bean burger uh, from like uh, the frozen one, uh, it's, it's not that expensive, you know what I mean? No. It's, it's really, it's, I think it's a lot easier than people think about it. Yes, it? yeah. And it's not that much of a sacrifice. It's like, I, I used to be the biggest lover of meat and I, and I would champion um, uh, uh, meat eating. Uh, but then I just kind of realised that um, now I don't miss any of those tastes, if you know what I mean. Like, no, definitely yeah, not. Yeah, so, that, so I, I reckon... I think you but should, that being said, are we still not going to have a meat stall? <laughs> yeah, we can get back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we are a long yeah, time that went, yeah, we ended up in. We almost got to post a uh, political punk, but and that yeah. could have gone all the way around as well. We could have yes. gone all that back to the music festival, but yeah. like, yeah. So I think uh, I don't think I would have it at the festival because I was right. And I'm also I, I did go into veganism for animal rights, but now growing increasingly, it's for environmentalism as well. Like I sure. think it's a very good cause, and I think. Mm-hmm. I I probably stick to my guns. I think. Yeah. And, no, it's yeah. So uh, that's the only stipulation of the. Uh, if you want a headline, you're gonna have to stick with that. Right? I was okay. just thinking that though. What if you manage to get a book? You book amazing, amazing band. Yeah. 
that you know will sell out the festival. Yeah. Right? But on their rider is they must have beef burgers oh. backstage. Oh, I see. Yeah. Will you sell out your principles to sell out the festival? Hmm. Well, I it's think, an interesting moral dilemma. Yeah, I think if... if It depends what the vibe of the festival is. If it has been promoted as like a... Uh, like a, it's all vegan. If that's been on the flyers, I think that would be. A, yeah. I think I would disregard their flyer uh, and I'll try and offer some alternatives. And if they're nice. dicks about it, then I'll just say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Nice. Fair <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, but then again, I think most people will be quite chilled about it. But yeah, th- for the purpose of the moral dilemma, probably I'll just I flatly. In, I'll, I'll email them beforehand. So I wouldn't surprise them. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. So. Uh, yeah. Oh God, I'm so cool! <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can politely decline. That's yeah, fine. yeah, and uh, I think uh, that's 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 my main move: politely decline. Uh, <laughs> Polite decline. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, so who? Uh, if you all right, I I had this idea for a podcast, but I, I'm gonna throw it out to you now. Uh, sure. So if you were to book your like your favorite music festival, like if you had mm-hmm. to pick like a music festival based on what you love, like okay. uh, could you pick three bands you would like to have like headlining your music festival, imaginary music festival? Yeah. Um, what do you call your festival? Uh, ooh, what would I call? Tolstock. Yeah, right. I like yeah. That. Tolstock. Uh, um, probably. Um, three ba- They would. The problem is the three bands I would probably choose. Don't really correlate with you know with themselves, um, but I think that's also a sign of a good festival as well because you get those diverse. Yeah, true. Um, so a band I love I've never ever seen live um, is uh, Blink One Eight Two. Oh, very you nice. know uh, they were a band that I just used to love growing up, but I would have to have the original lineup. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to re- on your ride and it's requesting. Yeah, launch. Uh, I would have to do like a pilgrimage to Tom DeLonge's mansion yeah, and yeah. say, "Listen, I need you back with the band, otherwise you, they can't play the festival." Um, just cause I never got to see him. My friend Joe, really funny yeah. enough, was meant to see them, and nine um, eleven happened. Oh my god! So they cancelled their tour, and then he was getting meant to see them again. And it was another plane related. I think it might have been oh when the God. fog hit. Do you remember yes, the fog Iceland. hit? And, uh, yeah. yeah, and so and now Tom Long's not in. He's like, I, I was just never destined to see that band. So it'd be nice for him to see him. Now he's not as big a fan of them as, as I am. Yeah. Um. So it'd probably be be. Can you do a blink impression? Um. Like, Where are you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. I like that. He's got a very nasal. Voice. We, you said You said that as if you've got. I, one I just. I just. I think I'm better at Tom, but I'll try and do a mark and be like, "I'll take you to the party in the back." Yes. So weird. When I was thinking of a mark impression, that that I went to the party song. Yeah. 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 Do you want uh, to come to a party? Yeah. Uh, Hello there, and I'm so, so sorry. sorry. I yeah. cannot sleep. I cannot eat tonight. Can we do a Blink One like a tribute band? Then, then your friend can see that. Yeah. What What, what would you call them? Um, Wink One Eight Two. Wink One Eight Two. Yeah. That's strong, right? That is that very strong. That has to be strong. done already. That has to be done already, right? I don't know. Should I yeah. Google it right now? If not, we're we'll coming. Right. But yeah, we did, that way we'd save money on the festival by just headlining it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Blink One Two would probably be on it. Um, uh, a band I saw that I really got into, and I've not really caught up with their latest stuff. Um, I saw them at Reading Festival years ago. Was the Cribs? And oh, it, wow. you know, and just like drops in your life at that moment in time. I just remember my whole uni life was soundtracked by the Cribs. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like it's a sentimental band. Yeah, know? yeah. Um, so it'd probably uh, be them. But the thing is, I the music I listen to now is mostly from musicals. Oh, wow. Um, 
<laughs> you can get, you can get uh, cats to like a uh, headline. Not cats. Uh, <laughs> other musicals. Um, Sorry, I, I was trying to make a flippant joke, but then yeah. not like a, that's the only one I can think no, of. No, I, I just thought I'd, I can't have people thinking I like cats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to, have to have to stamp it out straight away. Um, no, like my daughter like loves like. Have you have you heard of the Des- uh, the Descendants movies? There's been three of them. No, no. They're really good. So it's basically um, the villains of all the Disney villains the ki- the kids of the disney villains oh. they all live on this island uh, the lost island so what basically happened is when at the end of a disney movie all the villains get moved out to an island so the the you know you got beasts um mm. beast and bell's son is the king of the oridon which is the kingdom but then on this island exists where you know um uh Cruella de Vil and her son yeah. live uh the evil queen from yeah. uh snow white um Maleficent and her daughter from Stephen Beauty and then basically um, the guy is in charge uh, Beast and Bell's son says I want to bring some of the kids over because it's their parents that were the villains yeah, they're yeah. not the villains so and it's just it's a, like, it's oh, a quite cool. nice and yeah. so four of them come in it's a re- I mean the songs are banging oh, well, um, yeah. there's there's a, a particular one in Descendants called, too called Chilling Like a Villain yeah. which I'll if you yeah I will check it out check it out um, it's, yeah. if you like music it's it's high school musical set in a Disney universe okay so it's it's the four so four kids come over um, so it's uh, the main one is Mao who's Maleficent's daughter yeah uh, friend Evie, who's Evil Queen's daughter, um, Jay, who is Jafar's son, oh, and cool. Carlos, who is Corella de Vil's son. So it's them four coming over and going to school. That's really cool. In, or it, yeah, it's a really good, like, and, yeah. but um, tragically, before the third film got released this, this August, and um, we all watched it, but Carlos, the, the uh, yeah. guy who played Carlos... Um, tragically passed away, and it was oh, such no. a like. It was a bit yeah, like yeah, yeah. going watch Heath Ledger when he was the Joker, because <sighs> yeah. um, I had to explain it to my daughter, and I kind of said to her, just you know, Carlos um, has has passed away, because she even said she went after she watched it, went, I wish there, I wish I could be a sense four, oh. and you kind of go, I don't think there were ever will, yeah, but. Yeah, oh, certainly. Got, it was yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. He had an epileptic fit in his sleep. Um, oh bless God. him. Yeah, and but he must have been so young as well. So. Yeah, so I love the Descendants headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the festival. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He must have been early twenties. Like, can't have been much longer than that. But yeah, so that's what I've been listening to a lot. So part of me would like to. Um, one of the things you get to do as a parent is. Um, you got to do the whole. So my daughter went to her first concert. Mm. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, tell us about that. Well, I didn't. I didn't go, but I got to do the dad thing of picking her up. Yeah. So I sat in the car yeah. while her, my wife, um, and my daughter's friend, who was the same age, and they all went to see Taylor Swift at Wembley, Wembley Stadium. So cool. So yeah, I was sat outside yeah. Wembley Stadium. I just remember thinking, oh, because funny enough, I flash back to a few years earlier. I was doing uh, a weekend of gigs in Cardiff, mm-hmm. and it was at this hotel. And the hotel was absolutely rammed. And I was looking around and there was kids and their parents. And I was like, what's going on? One Direction. Oh, we were playing that weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so were Manic Street Preachers, actually. And so was, I think, a Wales rugby game. So it was a rammed. Yeah, yeah. Cardiff was rammed that weekend. And you, I just looked around at these parents. I just thought, oh, will this be me in a few years? Because we'll, I think some of them had come from miles around. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, and they'd booked into a hotel. And, you know, and I was just like, you know, if whatever she chooses to get herself into... I'll 
come along yeah, and, you know yeah. is this my future so that's what I thought about I thought about that so that was when, that was actually the weekend of her first birthday we were there mm-hmm. so flash forward four years oh later and I'm sitting in the car outside Wembley Stadium thinking oh yeah like this is it's know. weird to have those moments of reflection as well. yeah because like, those moments you don't think you remember but it's so vivid in your mind as well oh absolutely like, those thoughts um so I'd have Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, I'll have Taylor Swift uh, just yeah. because um, I would love to see my daughter's reaction to Shake It Out being played live. Yes. Um, so yeah, so Blink One Eight Two, The Cribs, and Taylor Swift. That is. That is <laughs> an effort. Yeah. I think Taylor Swift's got to do the Saturday night, hasn't she? Yeah. Well, maybe she's closing the festival because that's quite yeah. big. I don't know, but I, I think I could just see her in the. Um, but Blink can close the festival, right? And then Blink can close. Taylor, Taylor um, on the Saturday, Cribs on the Friday. That sounds, yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, yeah, admittedly, not many people... Yeah. Cribs, cribs are a... Well, uh, yeah, I think if you get Taylor on the bill, people are going to come, right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's what's going to sell this. You know, and she can have as many burgers as she wants. <laughs> 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 well, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think we, we can't play hardball with Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, she, she, yeah she, she, we're, very, we're very lucky to have her. Yeah, uh, she gives us a, a, her rider. We're, we're getting everything. doesn't uh, matter if it's pink bubbles or whatever. Yeah, whatever uh, she needs, we will, <laughs> we will supply. <laughs> um... That's great. Well, thank you for that. Uh, That's right. Yeah. I think if someone asks me any music, well, if, whenever someone does ask me a music question, because I'm such, I love music. It's like, do you, do you panic that you're going to get it yeah, wrong? Yeah. I because oh, I'd, I'd have to have codes in the clouds as well. Yeah. On the board, but they can't headline. Yeah. They'll be on the bill. They're my friends, post rock band, and they're excellent. And they, they, their song is the theme song to our podcast, my other podcast, uh, my other podcast. Like this is my, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my new podcast, by the way. Matt. I'm going to be here every, I'm going to be here every month. Um, <laughs> just let you know. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Codes in the Clouds, uh, a post rock band. They're releasing their new album soon, which uh, this is their third album. They've, they've, if you want to check out their other two, it's on Spotify. Um, but if you like post rock band with no lyrics, but very evocative music, sorry, that's my phone. Um, you should check it out. <laughs> check out your phone. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, like they they will be on the bill somewhere. Oh, great! And um, let's. I want to talk to you about your podcast as well. Uh, so um, it's called After All This Time Always. And yep. uh, so tell us what it's about. And uh, it's because it's based about Harry Potter, right? It started out as yeah. um, we were doing a re. It was basically I've I've wanted to do a podcast for years, yeah. And I just never got round to it. And then it was towards the end in 2017. Uh, I was doing a show at the end of a fringe, and my friend Pat. Joe and my friend Mike came and I'd kind of just said to my friend Pat, I said, listen, let's, let's just get the podcast done. Let's do a, let's do a Harry, because I, I think if you're in Edinburgh, there's so much Potter paraphernalia about it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we used to bond over was, is our love for Harry Potter when we were in our teens. I've known Pat since I was 11 and Joe since I was five. Oh, and wow. so we thought what we'd do is we combine that experience of reading these books for the first time when you're in your formative years and how it feels now in your, when you're 30 plus. Yeah, reading, yeah. Because you know, we're all 32 now. And, um, well, we were 30 yeah, when we yeah. first started the podcast to, in 2017. That's a great idea, though, so how the things live up to it as well. Yeah, because I think you can do it with anything. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, that's a strong concept as well. You know, there's lots of films now where... I was talking to my, my, I was talking to my friend Bobby yesterday, and I said... I, I've, you mentioned a film you go oh, I love that film I don't know if I want to watch it now yeah, because yeah. I don't know if I'll love it as much yeah absolutely you know um, there's so many like Swingers the first time I saw Swingers absolutely blown away I thought yeah. it was brilliant I, I was a stand up comedian suffering from a breakup. that's a film about a stand up comedian who's suffering from a breakup, and his friends rally around him and at that, that time my friends were rallying around me and you just think oh that's it's, per- it's almost like it's filmed Produced, edited just for you. Yeah. And I just think I'm not going to watch that back. 
If I watch that back now, I'll just get angry. Yeah, and it doesn't live up to the sentiment as well. No, it? no, no, not at all. Because, yeah, I, I, I agree as well. Like, especially, that happens a lot with kids' movies as well, especially if they don't live up to expectations. As yes. Well. And, yeah, I think, um, I remember... Yeah, there's one film called uh, The Rocker, which is uh, it's like kind of a straight-to-DVD thing, but I, I loved it because... Um, oh, was it the guy from The Office? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah and I really loved that film because like, I love music and I loved... Uh, like, it's, it's, to be honest, I think at the very core... Matt, could well. I ask, did you ever watch Band Slam, which was released around the same time? No, I didn't. Oh, because um, the band in Band Slam, uh, there's a cameo from David Bowie in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. This rough. is strong. I like it. Yeah. Uh, the band is called I Can't Go On, I'll Go On. And in Edinburgh, yes, Yes, it's because when you were, um, it's on Chamber Street when you walk yeah. through to uh, Bob's Wonderbus as well. But I was thinking, does anyone know that's the band from Band Slam? Because I, uh, I saw lots of people take the phone yes, of it, yeah. I Can't Go On, I'll Go On. But I was like, I wonder who knows that's from Band Slam. Because I love Band Slam. It's got Vanessa Hudgens, who was in uh, oh, yeah, the High School Musicals. Yeah. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. I'm trying to think who else is in it. The lead is someone, I can't remember what his name is, but he was very similar to teenage Shia LaBeouf. And that's got the curly hair. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lisa Kudrow's in it as his mum. Yeah, oh, cool. Um, but yeah, there's a Bowie cameo right at the end. Um, that does kind of spoil, not spoil it, but he spends the whole film writing to Dobie Bowie. Yeah. And eventually Bowie writes him back. Oh, that's lovely. But yeah, uh, yeah I would definitely check out Band Slam. Yeah. If, you liked, if you liked The Rocker, yeah. you'll love Band Slam. I think you're the only person I haven't talked about anyone about, it, but I think you're the only person who's ever heard of the rocker as well. Because like, no, I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because it's um, I, I I liked it, and also the soundtrack was great as well. Because yeah. like, they had a song uh, by a band called uh, Vesuvius called Promised Land. It goes, Hey, hey, take my hand, I'm gonna take you to the promised land. It's nice. really good. I loved it, and uh, I saw the film, and uh, it's to be honest, it's very, it's a very. Uh, uh, basic plot but uh, it was just it meant so much to me at that time but now as I, if I watched it I think I would not yeah yeah the, the jokes wouldn't be there like yeah it, was, no, it doesn't connect you in the same way like, no, yeah. no but um, but also in the same vein like if you if I listen to a music album it's slightly different because it takes I think we mentioned this alluded to it earlier but like if you listen to a certain album at a certain time like with the Cribs for example like, mm. like if I listen to an album which I listen to at university, it really takes me all back there. Like so that sentiment is there. Yeah. It, it kind of connects to that, those thoughts and feelings. So it's a different kind of music's more evocative for me personally. Yeah. But, uh, but with films, I think it's more like it's its own content as well. But I think music has its own feelings. If you yeah. Know. For three months in two thousand three, when I was sixteen years old, I yeah. worked in all sports in Bexley Shopping Centre. And if I hear Blue Cantrell and um, Sean Paul's Breathe, yeah. like, what's that supposed to be about, baby? Stop acting crazy. If I hear Stereophonics, Have a Nice Day, oh, man, those yeah. two songs just take me back to me standing in that shop yeah. in the uniform. And just because that's what was constantly uh, played. And around Christmas time, um, I worked in a, a, butch, a, a, in a butchery, in, in Morrison's Butchery. I worked there from twen- 2004 uh, till 2012 on like as I was while I was a student and yeah. when um, I was doing it part time with other jobs and stuff like that obviously uh, working in the butchery to give burgers to bands exactly yeah. yeah 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 yeah. I was very well funny enough my boss there um, his wife was vegetarian oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but she would prepare meat for him and her and the kids but yeah. she just hated the taste it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah and so around Christmas time you work so many extra hours, especially when you're a student, you try and get any hours you can get. And so a lot of Christmas songs I resonate with working yeah, in that yeah. shop. 
um, Can You Stop the Cavalry? Yeah. Always think of that. Yeah. Hey, listener, why don't you um, uh, why don't you tweet in? Uh, um, is is that at Drunk on Pod? And you can uh, why don't you tweet in your songs that take you back to which place? Because like that's a good yeah, that's yeah, a that's good, a really good yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Because I I remember when I, I used after my I finished my master's degree, like I sat working at Marks and Spencers, and I kind of was at a loss with comedy, and I was like I had got quite sad and depressed, so I listened to a lot of Screwy's Pip, and uh, there's a song called Rat Race, and uh, a lot of that uh, his like that first album of his and it's like a has that got uh, Look for the Woman on it um, what does it I think it's an album which has a, a thousand words and magicians uh, it's it's Look it's, for the Woman takes me back to 2003 uh, no 2000 2003 no 2009 it takes yeah, me I was to say Look that. for the Woman whenever I hear that I think uh, I can't remember I think maybe that's off um, angles but I'm not sure uh, yeah, I can't remember yeah. in my head, but I remember just rat race because it's talking about uh, him working H and V and it's like he's not happy. It's all about fucking rat race and, yeah. and it's, uh, <coughs> but it's it's brilliant and that kind of wonderful and it kind of sums up everything you're feeling as well. Like, uh, have you ever seen the film Adventureland? Uh, no, it's, it's a, oh, I think I've seen I've seen the cover of it. As it's well. uh, that's yeah. So he is a guy. He's he's in the summer between his uh, degree finishing and his masters. And uh, he was meant to go uh, on a uh, a trip around Europe, but then his dad loses his job, so he gets this job in this amusement park called Adventure. Yeah. And it's a film that really resonates with me because I was I had a law degree, I was a uh, head boy, got really good A levels and GCSEs. Yeah, you two, look like a head boy. I was a good head boy. yeah. You you station. Yeah, you look like you can hold the office. Really. Uh, look, what happened is the guy who I was running against, everyone hated because he was he was he was one of the kids that you go, oh, he's a popular kid, and then you find out no, everyone just. He's just not very nice, and yeah. people were a bit intimidated by him. But then, when it came to actually election being held, because it's a secret election, I'm I'm hoovering up the votes <laughs> on the on account of me not being him. So I, I won on that account because uh, I was quite a shy, shy kid. Um, and uh, what was I okay with? It's um, um, right. It's a, uh, you were head yes. boy. Uh, Adventure Land being the so yeah. So yeah. It's, it's so. But I was I, I, in 2008. The financial crash happened. Yeah. And there was no jobs for, you know, the graduate schemes, like, sort of got very tight and just couldn't get anything, really. Um, but, funny enough, by that happening, meant I was, like, I'd started doing comedy in, in uni. And I was like, oh, right, well, what I'll do is I'll just do little jobs to support the comedy. Yeah. And, um, which is what I did. I, I, I worked uh, behind the scenes in a few TV shows, um, just, like, logging, which oh, is... Wow. Uh, I, I was a post-production logger on Strictly Come Dancing. Which, oh, wow. uh, yeah, which meant I it was a it was it wasn't very well paid, and but it meant I worked at Television Centre before it went, uh, oh, cool. which is great. It was eight till eight, um, mm. which is uh, so it was yeah. eight in the morning till eight in eight or eight in the morning eight in the evening to eight in the morning. You know, I did the the wow. days or the late the night shift. Why do you need a logger for that time? Because they've got so many tapes coming in. Oh my god! So yeah. every tape needs to be ingested into the system, typed what's on the tape. Oh my god! Yeah, it was uh, it was intense. Um, yeah, uh, that's so like to, to have a, an overnight shift of just yeah, yeah. But it means if I'm ever on pointless and um, strictly oh. come dancing contestants, Richard Dunwoody. Yeah, he went out in week three. No one knew who it was. Or Martina Hingis, she went out in week one that year. See, this is a good, good pub quiz question. Right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, Chris Hollins won it. So, yeah, if the, he's quite a, 
a low status Strictly Come Dancing winner. I mean, that's a. Uh, I think you should go mastermind with that. So sort of, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Two thousand and nine yeah, Strictly yeah, Come yeah. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's so specific. You would na- nail it there, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so yeah, so that was so. Yeah, so in Adventureland, he's work. He's like a really intelligent guy. He's an English English something or or a classic like major, and he's just working at this yeah. sort of deadbeat job. But then you kind of because I found that working in this um, in the butchery when I was doing that, like I you know it was quite weird because obviously people were like, oh, so you got a law degree and stuff. So what are you doing here? And you're just kind of like, well, I'm just in between yeah, jobs yeah, right yeah. now. But you're kind of thinking, well, I don't want to shit on, on what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh, this is just. You know, I'm just earning money, but that's it because like it's because I I say Marks and Spencers and I had that kind of uh, I also worked in McDonald's uh, before veganism as well. Yes, yeah, and I I I was like I was at uni as well as in for summer. I was just like I I don't know why I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and not in a horrible way because it's people's jobs and people uh, and the people who work there are hardworking and uh, uh, lovely people, but it's just so not for me as well. Yeah. And, uh, and I think I recognise that, especially Mark Spencer. Like, I literally got my master's degree, and I was like, "Well, this is the only job I can get." And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things where it's just like, but, it, yeah. It, you know, I'd rather if you were employed, I'd rather see someone who's just gone right. Well, there's no point sitting around. Yeah, exactly. Work. I'm not I'm not precious enough to kind of be like, no, oh, no. but I, I hate no. the people. Uh, who, there's some people in my life who I know who just sit at home and just wait for the parents to pay for stuff, and it's just like, well, oh, fuck that, you know. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, yeah, uh, you know, that's when when I when I moved out into a, a house with uh, some housemates, I didn't. I only had a part time job, so I had to get another one, and I, yeah, I ended up like the first few years of being a pro comedian, I was um, a postie. Yeah, and that I used to absolutely. So I was burning the candle at both ends. I would be getting up at seven in the morning, yeah. doing the post round, going to a gig, getting back early hours, mm-hmm. sleeping for two or three hours. It was a long, oh, man, you know, man. but I could do it when I was in my twenties. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think there's a tipping point, though, isn't there? Cause yeah, like, there's a bit where like oh, I can't. Like, yeah, I think uh, once you, I think when you have the spirit of youth on yourself mm. as well I think you can do that and, absolutely yeah uh, and I am um, yeah I, I, I've certainly done it but now it's uh, I get to the point where I'm just like mm, do I have to do yeah. I kind of pick one or the other and uh, and sometimes I've, I used to do it for like over my gigs as well but now I'm just like I'm not going to drive three hours for a gig uh, and not going to pay for it so. well I'm trying to that's why I'm, I'm, I'm I really want the podcast to be something to just that I can put our engine and we've, we've done 83 episodes and yeah. so I did start off as like us rereading the Harry Potter books yeah. rewatching the film but now it's turned into like a general um, you know uh, podcast about pop culture kind yeah. of thing and how it influences us what film so it's, it's and did you guys decide that as a group or did it just naturally turn it kind of that? naturally happened we still we, we used the phrase bring it back to Potter in the first episode because yeah. we realised that we were going off on tangents Yeah, but sometimes people uh, like that's that. so unprofessional when you go off on tangents no, exactly I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. anyway this festival um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's but that's just um, I think that's the natural progression of podcasts you know yeah. you, you you will drop segments there will be segments that are very popular and you'll drop them and then what's nice is that we, we we got like a really nice um, pe- amount of people like people that listen to it seem to love it and they, they really invest in the show we did a live our second live po- uh, show on the Sunday we've just gone mm-hmm. and the people that came out absolutely loved it the feedback's been really great like 
like we always ask people to email into the show, but we've got like a whole glut of emails. Yeah, which, um, that's great. Yeah, and people saying like really enjoyed it, and even people that couldn't make it saying like you know because we we got some listeners in like America and stuff yeah. like that, and they were like so sorry, obviously can't yeah. come, but like have a good one. Hope you have a good time. And, so how yeah. is the dynamic different in front of a live crowd with a podcast? Because obviously, like, uh, it's such an intimate relationship with the podcast listener. So to have it out in the open with other people, how does that feel? Um, I think because I'd done a month just work doing it at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, yeah. I think I was I was I was on form and yeah. I was match fit. So I naturally go to the audience. Um, I've seen some version of live podcasts where they kind of just do what they normally do, but you you do need to realise you do need to put on a bit of a show. So although yeah. you can do what you do in the show uh, normally, you do have to put on a bit of a show because there's a live sure, audience. Yeah. So there is a lot of me, you know, I I, I'm, I compare a lot as well. I, I MC uh, comedy gigs a lot. So I will naturally talk to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's great is that they probably do say stuff, at, you know, at, at, and, and laugh at, at, along with the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. One of our one things we call our listeners is um, train weirdos yeah. because they're laughing on the train, and people are like, "What's that weirdo?" Yeah. <laughs> and then we have we have different ranks. So there's train weirdos. There's um, uh, co-worker confusers. Yeah. And that's people that are laughing along at work, and their co-workers are like, "What's going on with them?" Uh, there's um, so house, housework housework yeah. howlers. Yeah. Uh, there's people that listen to it so we, we ask people to when they email into the oh, show to state their rank um, so that's great yeah there's car screamers um, yeah there's there's. Like, and can you make up your own rank Like you can make up yeah you can make oh, up your own rank and then if you manage to uh, successfully get someone else to listen to the podcast you get a plus one after your name oh so no. yeah and does that is that uh, that carries on yeah, yeah. Yes. and then and then yeah there's there's some people that have been to both live shows uh, Beardy D yeah. um, shout out to Beardy D um, who has been to both live shows and came to my um, Edinburgh preview uh, when I did it in Kent? So he's and 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 Emma C as well. She's been to both live shows um, and been to the Edinburgh preview in Kent. So yeah, shout out to those two. Um, yeah, so it's just been really nice because it's it's such a an intimate thing, but you don't really think about it. you don't really think about the effect you have on people's lives when yeah. you just especially because what my experience of it as well like. Uh, because uh, I mentioned two off podcasts, uh, but with uh, I do another podcast called Myths, um, mm. and that podcast is because um, it, it's a I do it with a friend who I know quite well, and so I'm quite honest with him, and we talk. Yeah. About, I'm quite honest with a lot of my thoughts and feelings, and, and in all fairness, I am with this podcast as well. Uh, but it's more so with that one because it's it's more like really the weird things that have happened in my week. So it's sure. quite a. Um, not explicit in terms of like uh, like genitalia, but like explicit in terms of <laughs> the how uh, how honest the stuff, like how really like there's no uh, pretense there or fil- uh, no. no filter and and not in a Morrissey way either, but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but with um, yeah, uh, so when people uh, people people really connect with that as well, and yeah, people, that, um, there's a better point I was going to make. Uh, well, it's it, it's um, someone someone said because me. Pat and Joe have known each other since we were 11 years, for 20 years. That's really special. And we're having a chat, and for people, for us to get across our in-jokes and our little ways, for people to feel like they're part of the gang, mm-hmm. but that's podcast, isn't it? You yeah. feel like you're part of the gang. You feel like you can um, you can carry on a conversation with people about that's, it. And yeah, because uh, that, that was the point I was going to make. Yeah, uh, it was... Um, 
there's there's things that I've said because uh, especially if it's happened in my week, I just might have said it and then that's it is out of my head. Mm. Then but then people do callbacks as well. Yes. Like, hey, and that also in my show in Edinburgh as well. People refer back to it, but I'm also because I'm just uh, especially after the show where I'm just like oh, having a pint afterwards mm. and I'm kind of like um, just uh, cooling down. If you yeah. Know. So they go, hey, remember? Uh, and they'll be like, hey, your joke. I'm just like. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, but yeah. yeah. Even I've been saying it every single day. It's more like no. it just takes a second just to kind of click into place. I, it's nice that when people on the way out of the show like refer back to stuff like that. Mm. Um, we got an in joke where uh, the way our producer Joe says goodbye is quite um, weird on yeah. the show. And so when we did the live show, I don't know if this will um, if this will pick up. When we did the live show, we asked people to um, chant along with it, and when people email into the show, they mock it as well. It's, it's just a very <laughs> Odd um, way to say goodbye, but yeah, when when yeah when you get those sort of little things that you realise, yeah, sometimes there's things that you said once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people really cling on to it. So yeah, that, but that, in a good way though. No, in a great like, way. Yeah. It means that they're invested in the show. And they're listening as well. I mean, they're like, listening and they're actually more observant than you are. <laughs> so yeah, but it's, it's particularly with a podcast where you're. Uh, yeah, especially as a podcast, as a you know, as a comedian uh, who's not that famous, to have people uh, actually listen because it can be feel like you're shouting to the void quite a lot, mm. and people aren't listening to it. But people are listening to it, and they, they are. They, they are. are. People, um, yeah, it's, it's a, the most precious moments when people come up after a gig and go, "Hey, yeah, yeah," and they actually connect with it. So it's like, "Yeah, you're my yeah. guy," and like, yeah. Um, well, I would see you every day in Edinburgh. Yeah, well, that's because yeah. uh, um, we obviously this is a, a month after, well, about a couple of weeks after the Fringe, and uh, you did the big, uh, as well as your own solo show, yes. Mediocre Boy, you did yeah. a, a, the Big Value Showcase. I did, well. yeah. So that was um, that was me and three other comics, Matt Bragg, Tom Taylor, and Simon Wozniak. Yeah. And uh, we would, our sort of backstage area, which was literally a corridor, <laughs> we would stand and we could hear some of your show because oh, you yeah. were on 20 minutes before we started. Yes, yeah. So and we were gathering up to go on stage and we would hear... Um, uh, so uh, so uh, you really made me laugh when you told me this, but can you tell the listener what you heard? And when you were what, outside my room, what did you hear? Uh, so there's a window... We would stand in an alleyway to go into our corridor and every day through an open window we would hear why don't you love me <laughs> and it was Matt <laughs> screaming and um <laughs> yeah and uh, my, my favorite line when you say is like oh Matt started <laughs> yeah that's, that's what we knew yeah that's what we know it's nearly showtime because Matt's on uh Matt started yeah <laughs> yeah that's um that's a, I don't really do shouty comedy but was that, really, how far into the show was that bit? uh that is um that's a bit. What, should I tell you about that part of the show? Like, uh, do, you want to, do you want to hear about? It? Yeah, yeah. you're you yeah. to reveal it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but well, you didn't see me in Edinburgh, so fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, um, I but no, I am. So the, what the bit is is talking about. Um, it's uh, it starts off uh, talking about dating apps, saying how I'm not. Uh, a person who can connect to those, and it's not me as a real person. It's a, right. um, it's like a facade. It's like a, a, the, it's a, it's a polite, accessible version of me because the real me can't connect to people that way. The real me on dating apps is really intense, and uh, and uh, that that's, is, uh, that's, that's an interesting point. But don't you think that's regardless of apps, that's everyone? Yeah, in the first few formative dates because you don't show off yourself you try and show off a a, the, a pleasing yeah, <laughs> version and, of yourself don't and, you and that's well that's the point of the it's it, the, the outside me is trying to be that this polite uh, that, that, yeah, the, the, the accessible version and, yeah. but then that that inner raging bull and that's the bit where I'd shout and I'd be right. like so it'll be the juxtaposition between uh, the shouty bits going like why won't you love 
for me, and then it goes to like, oh, well, maybe what's your favorite Netflix show? And yeah, then it's like yeah, kind of like back yeah, and forth. Yeah. And I just uh, and I'll tell you what, those shorty bits, they were fifty fifty at times. <laughs> <laughs> It would honestly, it would either, it told me what kind of audience we're in, because if they bought into it, because uh, if they got into that bit, they were going to love the rest of the show, uh, but if they did not buy into that bit, they, uh, I was like, ah, oh, you know what, you're not my audience, that's very enough. That's the end of a fringe in a yeah, nutshell. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, but tell me more about your uh, solo show, uh, where, what what number of solo show was it, and uh, so why it's called Mediocre Boy? So this was uh, number five, I think. Number five. Yeah. And um, it was a show because it was a show born out of um, uh, 18 months of losing confidence and yeah. uh, suffering from writer's block. And so feeling quite, for want of a better word, mediocre. Yeah. Um, there's a quote uh, that says, um, Lord, grant me the confidence of a mediocre white man. Yeah. It's a funny quote, um, but I was like, I don't think it applies to me because I don't have to, I, yeah. I think I'm mediocre, but I don't have the confidence, which is like the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it's all about sort of uh, like how you sort of try and rebuild your confidence and um, what steps you take. Brilliant. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? It was... Um, it was my one of my favourite shows. It was it was just so nice. Um, apart from one dodgy Friday, I think I had a really good run. <laughs> Only that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, which is you know yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was such an. I mean, I've gone up to Edinburgh and had a whole month of rubbish shows yeah. in 2015. Bless, it was, uh, yeah. but so I know, I've I've know uh, when I've written something good. Like it's not. I don't think it's arrogant to say no, it's no, no, the no, best no. thing I've written because I know I can write utter trash. Like, yeah. The 2015 show wasn't that great, and it was um, it was uh, not funny enough. It wasn't. Um, it was. It was a real. It was a show that I don't think I was in a good place when I was writing it. Whereas this was, I was in a good place when I was writing it, but I was able to turn it into something um, that connected with people, mm. uh, that people understood, that people uh, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so I'm a lot funnier now. You know, you forget that. You know, when people go, "Oh God, I wrote a good show last year. How am I going to write a good show?" Next year, which you've done a whole month of yeah, the show, you, yeah. you're a better For comedian sure. now. You're a much better comedian now, you know. And you, of course, you can write a better show. Um, of course, you can. That's just the yeah. more you do something, the better you become at it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you've got to tell yourself that when you when you are worrying about trying to write, you can say you can do this. You know, you can do this. It's it's about you know, and I know that's hard to say yeah. because I I you know lack. Confidence, some, yeah. you know, a lot of the time, and yeah. you just got to tell yourself like. And so when not like my wife said it to me, my my um, one of my best friends in comedy in Smith said it to me, and my agent Lisa said it to me. They all said like, I think this was your best show, and so you could kind of say, well, yeah, like it, it yeah, probably yeah. is my best show that I've ever took to the front. Yeah. And it's, and I don't think it is um, arrogant whatsoever. It's, uh, it's just it's the natural progression, isn't yeah, it? and it's and also. Um, Again, we mentioned this off podcast, but like I think it's hard, hard to promote yourself. But and a lot of people, whenever I do comedians, I idolize and really, really adore. They're very much like, ah, is it okay? But it's like, no, no, that show is fucking brilliant. Yeah. You, should, you should sell that more. That's why. Yeah. Like, not in terms of like because uh, uh, we live in a world where people market themselves all the time, and there's, there's yes. quite a few superficial people in comedy. But by and large, a lot of people, uh, by and large, a lot of people are quite. Um, that they're very self-effacing. Like they, they, they're trying to like. They don't think they're 
the, the biggest needs. But like, yeah. that, I, that's how other people view it as well. So yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm self-deprecating to the best with the best of them. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But there is a time like um, my friend Pat, who's on um, AATTA. Yeah. Um, he, I remember when we were very young, we must be about twelve. Him saying his granddad said to him, "Never trust a man who can't laugh at himself." Yeah, yeah. And I, I've always carried that. Yeah. Um, I think you can't take yourself. You can take yourself seriously, but don't take yourself so seriously that you can't mm-hmm. laugh at yourself or or laugh at, you know, what's going on. I think my audiences were like, "Don't laugh at a man who consistently for an hour laughs at himself." So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I did have a yeah. yeah I did say if yeah if you ever go into a, a bathroom a public bathroom there's a man staring at his own reflection laugh at himself don't trust that. yeah yeah like, yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, but uh, so what was one of your f- uh, we're, we're actually we've been on for an hour or so wow which, which has been uh, do, you, do you fancy going on for an extra 20 minutes yeah of yeah. course yeah the, the, I'm, um, I'm performing at a festival and dancing this, this afternoon and uh, uh, yeah I think I've still got two hours to my stage time so yeah. we can go for another 20 minutes of course yeah we can uh, we can uh, start our band Wink 182 yes uh, exactly trying to get them back together <laughs> <laughs> with a new Justin Lee comments yeah <laughs> <laughs> Not in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. <laughs> he probably screamed, "Why don't you love me?" Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't internalize it, which is yeah, the tr- yeah, which is the the, yeah, the difference. Oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> just well, that's a that's a deep cut. Just yes. The, um, so usually on the podcast, I ask you uh, listening questions about oh, you and yourself, but we just had a nice conversation, which is uh, um, which is also what the podcast is for. But uh, should I ask you some of the podcast questions? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, can you describe your act in three words? Um, charming storytelling. Uh, gags. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. there was. A, I've I've gotten written more piffy one. I know I never used to be a piffy one liner person, but I've got um, a lot of the show. A lot of the show had like little routines in the first mm-hmm. ten minutes and little one liners and. Yeah, so yeah. I'd, I'd say I'd say I'm turning more into being able to write gags more as well now. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the worst gig you've ever done? Ooh. Um, I remember doing one at Goldsmith Student Union, which I was very new. Um, this is already a good story. I yeah, like there was people doing pottery in the room, um, and I got very drunk, and they just weren't listening. Um, yeah, that stands out just because I was so. Because you could have a bad gig now, but I know to just laugh it off. Yeah, you know, I just know. Well, this yeah. is just, this, this is happening, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, back then I didn't know how to deal with it, so I think I got quite upset at the lack of listening. For sure. Because, yeah. but you, you know, you do a gig and no one listening. Do you know that's not a reflection on you? Because. Yeah, yeah. As you're walking onto the stage, you can hear people talking. Yeah, and, and you go, well, it doesn't matter what I do. Here. I remember doing a gig like that, and it's just like, and I was comparing it, and I was brought in last minute, and it was like a, it was a, a stop. I'll stop the tangents after this, but like, yeah, no. it was, uh, it's, it, it was, uh, you basically, I was comparing it, and it was a football fundraising for a local charity, uh, and like, uh, people. Uh, and there's music after the comedy, which is never a good sign. And uh, people were there to get drunk and uh, just to socialise. And uh, the big table, uh, all all things wrong with the comedy night. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I, at one point, I literally asked, "Why are you guys still listen? To, like, why are you here? Like, uh, yeah. I, why we can just go home? We can just pay us. We'll go home. You know, there's no need to do this facade." And it's like two tables who are listening, who are the people who booked the event, and that was that was 
it and it's like it's a massive hall and it's just like oh, oh who, who is this for you know who I mean? is it for indeed yeah. um yeah so that stands out but um yeah. Yeah. what's the strangest heckle you've ever had uh oh uh I don't know I don't really catalogue the heckles because some of them are so I don't, I don't even remember... You know when people say what's the worst heckle you've ever yeah. seen? I don't think I remember... I remember a guy trying to storm the stage. Oh, my God. Um, and then he was pushed out the door. Um, it was in Preston. And I didn't know what happened because I looked over and could see the bouncer over the other side of the room. So I was like, how did he manage to get out the door? And it turned out my wife, then girlfriend, just pushed him out. Oh, wow. So, yeah. She just went... Cause she, used, she used to be a show manager. She, she, oh, she worked really? behind the scenes in comedy and she... She just wasn't. She was watching me. Like she, we were just there, and she just went, "All right, you're out." And pushed him out of the door. Good. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god. Yeah, I wish, yeah. I wish more people did that. Yeah. No. She's. Uh, That's lovely to have yeah. someone got, literally got you back as well. Yes, absolutely. But um, so that would it probably would have been weird had he managed to get to the stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um. Okay. I've, uh, so I usually write some questions um beforehand, and these are some questions I can't remember writing right okay would you like me to re- try yeah, yeah yeah let's try them okay so the brand new i think uh okay number two uh, uh what's your least favorite milkshake flavor banana oh so you had that preloaded uh, i i'm not a i love fruit i love all kinds of fruit apart from the banana mm. just can't get on board with it never have never liked the texture yeah never liked the taste yeah Fair, yeah it's, give it's me quite, any other fruit yeah. and i love it but banana so by proxy yeah. the milkshake banana would be Good. my least favorite and that takes care of question three, which is what's the least appealing fruit. So yeah, we've taken care of that. I mean, um, it's a good peeling fruit. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> pithy one liners. Put a pithy uh, one. Li- pithy, pith, pith. Yeah. There's something there in fruit. Pith yeah. one liners. Yeah. Pip. Um, Pip. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a question I didn't finish writing, which okay. says, "What is your question?" So if you wanted to ask me a question, you oh, um, <laughs> what is your question? What is your question? Uh, oh, um, what was when you turned vegan, what was the hardest bit of meat to give up? What was the one thing that you craved for the next few weeks, or what was? Uh, actually, I remember. Um, I mean, well, the hardest thing for me to give up was um, oven cheese pizza as turning vegetarian to vegan. Uh, but because uh, that was easy, you can put chicken right, sure. cheap as well. Um, but uh, that me uh, the strangest like honestly, this is the weirdest one to do is in twenty fifteen uh, vegetarian. Uh, and I wasn't even, I was in Edinburgh Fringe working for C Venues, uh, uh, now essentially defunct, but, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I wasn't eating very well. And uh, again, convenience wasn't great there. Yeah. And I, um, the, the first, that's the only time I had craving for, um, chicken nuggets or like McDonald's right, chicken McDonald's nuggets. Chicken yeah. nuggets yeah. But uh, just cause it's, uh, and I, that's the only time I've ever felt that. But right. That, and that. I mean, I could have had anything else. Yes. That's essentially tasteless white filth. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I just wanted something like that as well. But yeah. that's the only time I've ever had that craving. But it was more. I think it's more of a gutteral thing. It's like yes. A, not, um, that's something like. Sounds, sounds like you need some comfort in there. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's, I didn't even yeah, think about that. Yeah. Chicken nuggets is the, is the meal you have with the happy meal, isn't it? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you can have like twenty nuggets, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's that's, that's more studio days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, okay, here's here's a uh, here's one. Would you? Uh, what is your favourite Armitage? Simon Armitage, Richard Armitage, or Armitage Shanks? 
Uh, oh, now Simon Armitage. What was the poem that he read that was in the GCSE textbook? Oh, see, yeah, it was uh, was it the bastards in the mountains? It's quite quite a few, I think. Do you mind if I Google it? Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, I, so I, Simon Armitage, the poet; Richard Armitage, the actor; and Armitage shines the urinal. So nice. Yeah. Simon. So there's a lot to what to go in there. I'm going to go for Simon Armitage, but I really want to know what uh, what the poem was. Yeah, because if it's like. If it's now not okay, you know, you might look really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, don't, I think Simon Armitage, a poet, probably, you'd be fine, I think. I think but, so. But what if he, what if he, yeah, what if he did a poem about, like, how he really loves Breitbart or... Remains. So it was him listing, uh... No, no, it's not Remains. I was thinking it's the one where he, it's a list of all the things that are found on a person... And it turns out that it's probably a police report. Oh, I see. Um, because it talks about the uh, the fourth ring, um, a, uh, a band of unweathered skin. So you think, oh, it's someone who's took his wedding ring off and is now yeah. dead. So yeah. it's a you know, it's one of the things where it just asks a lot of question. Oh man, what's the? I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a look at the AQA anthology. <laughs> Sorry, this is not very good. Of oh no, this is this is what we're here Simon for. Simon Armitage poem. Right, yes, yes! I have not bummed... It ain't what you do, it's the way that you do it. I have not bummed across America with only a dollar to spare, one pair of busted Levi's and a Bowie knife. I have lived with thieves in Manchester. I have not padded through the Taj Mahal barefoot, listening to the space between each footfall, picking up and putting down its print against the marble floor, but I skimmed flat stones across black moss on a day. So still I could hear each set of ripples as they crossed. I felt each stone's inertia spend itself against the water... Then sink. I have not toyed with a parachute cord while perched on the lip of a light aircraft, but I held the wobbly head of a boy at the day, the day centre and stroked his fat hands. And I guessed that the tightness in the throat and a tiny cascading sensation somewhere inside us are both part of that sense of something else. That feeling, I mean. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. Armitage. Uh, it's a good but, but Is that better than having a piss? So... No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not done all that, but I have had a piss after a three-hour delay and managed oh. to not piss myself, but I made it to the toilet. Oh, that feels good. It's good, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, before, we're going to wrap up relatively soon. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being in the podcast. What a pleasure. Um, lovely. What we do on this podcast is that um, we ask for... Um, we want to hear your signature, if that's okay. We wanna, okay. Because it's uh, people tune in for it. They really want to hear your, right. like, how your autograph sounds. Like, okay, uh, sure. And also we'll talk about uh, what your autograph is afterwards. But yeah, yes. Uh, if you want to give them the money shot as well, just kind of uh, just write it loud enough. Oh, that's a strong there you go. one. Yeah. That's like a, like a, you know what autograph a Disney character does? That's pretty yes, good. Yes, yes. Um, I had to. We we went to Disney in December, and uh, of course he did. My my daughter was absolutely. We spent one day just going right. I think it was the last day of the holiday, and um, it was we went over there for my sister in law's uh, wedding. And the last day of the holiday, those guys, a lot of the the guys were going to a water park. And we were like, well, we're just going to go Magic Kingdom. And we went Magic Kingdom and spent the whole day just getting autographs. And um, we got to, the one we really wanted was uh, Aladdin and Jasmine. And they went, they were taking a break just to be turned up. We're like, all right, okay. 
So I stood... For a cigarette I st- Yeah, there was a half hour break, so I stood in queue. I said, you guys go off, I'll stand. And once again, it was doing the, the, yeah, the dad yeah, thing. Yeah. of. So I just stood there, and then this woman, uh, one of the staff came over and just started giving us a quiz on Disney, which was good, because that, that, oh, yeah. that ate up some of that half hour. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that remains fun, because then I said that to my uh, friend Pat, and he said, um, yeah, he had a similar experience with his father. When uh, they went to Disney, they went in just solely, I think, to get Peter Pan's autograph. Oh. And they turned, they went in one day just for that. And uh, he said he was so happy when he got it. But uh, my, um, yeah. I went to Florida one time, and we wanted a, I think it was a Betty Boop one, uh, and Betty we wanted, Boop. yeah, uh, that's it was a deep cut. Well, every reason, <laughs> I think my brother and I wanted it, and my parents didn't want to go back to the same place. Yes. So. Uh, so during the middle of the night, my mum went to uh, the theme park and got Betty Boop's autograph. Ah, uh, oh, handy. I don't know where she might have got yeah, it from, but she, she... And, I, and, and now, that, did Betty Boop have similar handwriting to your mum? Uh, she did. That's um, <laughs> weird. My mum's Betty Boop's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I should have mentioned that as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, again, uh, where can people find you online and where can people find the podcast online? So the podcast uh, you can find on Spotify, uh, pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, the podcast app, I think it's called. Um, it's on Stitcher, it's on Audio Boom, um, yeah, places. iTunes, yeah, 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 a lot of places. Um, it's aatta pod at uh, gmail.com if you want to email the show uh, at aatta pod on Twitter and Facebook. And your social media prints is really great as well. It's really fun. Lots of um, lots of cool stuff there. Well. Yeah, we try and put out. Hopefully, it will get better over the next coming months. We've got lots of ideas because I do. Um, stories, which I'm going to go back to doing once now Edinburgh's out of the way. I used to write a story for the show every week. Oh, wow. So we're going to release videos of them. We've already released one video. If you go to the Facebook page, it's the pinned, pinned, uh, pinned, uh, post. pinned post. And that uh, it basically gives you a flavour of me coming up with my own. I take um, background characters of Harry Potter and I write my own narrative. Oh, like a fanfic kind of thing. Yeah, Tom Toll's, oh. Tom Toll's Fan Fiction Universe is oh. what it's called. TTFFU. You know, um, I... I, 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 I I'm glad you said that because I'm the kind of guy that likes to do my own thing. Because uh, yeah. I, I'm a massive fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, if, you, if you've never, if you don't know Guardians, it's a, obviously one of the Marvel films, but uh, yeah. it's um, a lot of the music is from um, uh, pre 1988 because um, yes. uh, it's on on these um, awesome mixes given to Peter Quill, the main character, and uh, yes, yeah, so I create these at, like albums myself and I give them to my friends uh, yeah. friends' kids for them to enjoy and uh, I spend hours it, well, it, 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 so long they can compile and, <laughs> and these playlists and now I've started writing a fanfic to meet the playlists as well so I've written yeah. a story about it and it's like I wish, I wish James could retire I'm, me I'm just going to double check something Matt um yeah, that's what I was listening to. Oh, when, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy playlist. Guardians of the Galaxy playlist on Spotify when when you when you met me, I was listening to that. Strong stuff. How uh, that's nice. I think, can we be best friends forever? Please? Yeah, you you said to me, "Are we the same person?" Because yeah. <laughs> we got a very similar. Uh, I've got a very similar pair of your boots, and I was like, oh, this it, is, "Yeah, yeah." Well, now the conclusion. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's just very weird when someone says something to you and you're like. I'm just going to show you yeah. what, without you prompting me, yeah. I was listening to that. I, I didn't know you were a Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Oh, um, yeah, but uh, but um, we'll finish with a final question. Um, oh, I was just going to say, if you want to follow me, I'm at oh, yes, Tom yes. Toll Comedy, uh, at Tom.Toll on, on Facebook, and I'm on Instagram, at Tom.Toll. 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 At Tom Toll Comedy, on Twitter and Facebook, at Tom.Toll on Instagram. 
but I still don't really know how to work. Yeah, I, I, I think we could hear that. I've, <laughs> I've, I've linked the Instagram. Anytime I post on Instagram, it goes to my Facebook comedy page. I don't know what I did to do that, yeah. but it, it's happening now. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going on Facebook and getting likes. I'm like, I post that picture on Instagram. Why is it on Facebook? But uh, one day I'll get really good at social media. Yeah. But like you say, it's, it's, it's a fun presence, but it's not a, pres- a, a social media presence that knows what's going on. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, um, thank you for being part of this podcast. Absolutely. Um, pleasure. And uh, final question. Uh, yes. Has comedy improved your life or made it worse? Um, I wouldn't have a my wife or daughter without comedy. So that's an amazing. Answer. I'll let you guys be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Tom Toll. No worries. Thanks, Matt Hoss. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, at, um, uh, thank you to Tom for, for taking part in it. Uh, if you really like this podcast, please uh, share about it online. We are at DrunkComPod, and you can follow us on Twitter for regular updates. You can also follow me at Matt Hoss Comedy. That's right. To be honest, I do a lot of it from my own um, my own account because uh, I'm, I'm a one man unit. I can't kind of afford time to go on all the different podcast twitters. So yeah. Uh, do do follow both. Uh, you can also um, you can also give us five stars on iTunes. That'd be really delightful. And leave us a review on what you think about uh, the show as well. Uh, and um, that that allows other people to see the podcast and allows me to get really rich and really famous really fast. Um, if you really really like what I do uh, more so than uh, this, uh, you can um, you can go and see me doing a tour in spring 2020 on my show Here Comes Your Man. You can also see me do other gigs around the country. Oh, just so many. They're all on my website though. Just go on the homepage and they are sporadically right there. I do um, Viva Las Vegans, which is a vegan comedy club night, uh, which if you're interested in that, there's a whole range of gigs around the UK. I've also started off a brand new experimental cabaret night called Kill Your Darlings with the uh, previous podcast guest, Zazie, and we do a show where we invite comedians and artists and poets and um, any any kind of performer to come on stage and uh, tell a routine or um, an off-cut which never really worked, and they've had to put it uh, put it in the bin and we ask them to reprise this for one night only to kind of and we, we kind of analyze why we edit stuff and what's the purpose for that so it's not necessarily the most hilarious night in the world but or it could be but um it's certainly more a very thought-provoking one and uh it's a very very cool idea and uh, we've got some really brilliant guests come up um we're doing the first two in newcastle on the 10th of october and also the uh, 14th of november and the lineups are online. Go on my website; they're all there at matthoscomedy.com. Um, beyond that, uh, yeah, it's it's all life's been good. Trying to be get try, trying to work after the fringe is kind of difficult to get into that mindset. I think you kind of heard a bit about it in the podcast, but yeah, it's kind of hard to get back into that routine. And people are already asking if you're doing fringe next year as well. And it's just I'm not sure if I want to think about that right now. But never mind. Um, I, I'm not. I really want to do a fringe next year, but more out of sp- not out of, not out of spite, but out of um, not out of creativity, but more out of because it feels like I should do it. But I'm not sure if that's the best reason to do it either. If you have thoughts and feelings about that, why don't you get in touch with me uh, and Matt Hoss uh, online and uh, you just send me. You can email me um, if you have my email. Just email. 
I'm not going to give out on this podcast though because you know I don't when I'm rich and famous I don't want all my like comedy fans to like listen to it and email me afterwards and oh Matt Hart I love you and my babies I'm like, oh no thank you <laughs> I should, I'll probably say yeah to be honest I'm quite needy anyway um uh, this is just waffle now but yeah hope you thank you honestly thank you for listening it's an absolute pleasure to have you um and beyond that um take care of yourselves be happy and thank you for listening to my podcast this has been matt hoss on matt hoss talk to people he likes see you next month bye <laughs>